I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm all right, you right. Oh dear, oh dear. You alright? I am I'm feeling sexy. Well, we're doing an intro, but we're doing an intro at what quarter to ten at night because we've just recorded <laughs> me and you drinking a load of lager and talking a load of fucking top fives. Yeah. And uh, we've just realised that only um, one microphone. Basically, working. we've got a new setup that we've been testing, which uh, enables us to on the road record four mics at once. Yeah. And it was working to start with, and then it then didn't. Yeah. And um, we've done about an hour and a half of recording that yeah. you guys are never here. Yeah. Um, and um, that's okay. But don't be Dan, because you're in for a fucking treat. Yes. Um. We have um, what I would say um, is one of the greatest um, British soul bands of recent years. Um, And when I say soul, um, I'm not talking kind of commercial chart R&B. I'm talking about kind of pure working class, sweaty, pure, beautiful soul music. And, and and I would say go and just go on YouTube and put the milk. Um, I don't know, put favourite worry in, and you will hear um, Ricky Nunn's vocals, which will fucking break your heart because yep. it's incredible. And the this music... is a band that have been here and they've been doing it for a long time through yeah. one version or another. And, and this real, podcast it's is a real band that's stuck together through thick and thin. Totally, and this podcast captures a band that. Um, are about to go into the studio and record their third third studio album. Um, they've already experienced independent deals, signed to a, a, a major record label, um, signed to a management company run by the likes of Elton John, etc. Um, you know where they're. You know the the other artists they were. You know on. You know that were part of that company with the likes of Ed Sheeran and stuff like that. You know they, they've they've had a a very interesting um, career to date and it, they just they just develop and mature and get better as a band and aside from all of that they're they're four lads from Essex and they're just fucking diamonds um, you know we've, we've known them for years um, and hopefully that kind of chemistry will will, will, will be obvious when, when, when you start listening to the podcast because there's no awkward silence. No, I feel that it just it got straight into it. Yeah, it was laughter yeah. and uh, fun taking and Mickey taking right from the start. Absolutely. And, uh, 
and uh, and some great stories as well. And not to mention their top five, which was fucking amazing. Which you will already know because you've probably downloaded it. And they've they've chosen their top five biscuits and milk and biscuits, milk and biscuits, um, which is fucking great because they they talk about the you know what it's like and and there's two brothers in the band and you know they talk about you know what it's like being in the band with your brother and and they're all mates from school mm, like old school mates you know and and what Jamming that's like going through time. the best and the worst of being in a you know a, a band that's trying to to break it and you know and at points where they think they've they've made it and it's not how they imagined it to be and it, it's a fucking fascinating fascinating um podcast and and they're just fucking diamonds and they're funny as fuck and they go in on biscuits they as well. go in i think dan gets a few rounds of applause from me from Mate. his uh, biscuit thoughts biscuit yeah. thoughts it's brilliant and and we've got lots of mutual friends and we tell lots of stories and it's just a fucking fun listen so go and enjoy it um hardcore listing with me mr potato head and um my my dickhead mate chris passion and um <laughs> Big thanks to um, the guy that's producing this nonsense, which is 76. 76 uh, big shout out to Bradders, um, who uh, manages our YouTube. And, um, and camera specialist. Cameraman. And yeah, sit down, um, make yourself a big pot of tea and get your biscuit tin out. Get your favourite bickies out. Yeah, and get involved. And um, tweet us and tweet the milk and tw- uh, tweet Mitch and Dan from the milk. Your biscuit selections, and uh, we'll get talking about and, it. And we'll uh, we'll have a biscuit-based chat. Enjoy, guys. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Hello. Hello. You all right? Yeah, I'm very good. Thanks, mate. How are you? All right, feels like a while since we've done this, doesn't it? Oh, not long enough, my friend. Not long enough. We've. When was the last one? Last one was Adam, wasn't it? Adam. But that yeah, was, oh god, that was a few weeks yeah. ago, right? So. Um, yeah, man. So yeah, we've um, we've been talking about doing this one for about three months. Yep. And uh, and yeah, we've we've finally got it rolling, and it's come at a good time because obviously we've done the the crisp special, yes. which um, caused a lot of people to get really fucking went angry. Down, went down a storm. <laughs> Got some people mad. Got yeah. some people happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some really offensive comments, which uh, yeah. encourage. One of that. my favourites was uh, someone skips. Uh, they'd been linked in on Instagram to our picture, and this girl just put skips. Fucking skips. <laughs> <laughs> fucking disgusting. <laughs> I haven't replied yet, but I'm going to do. Uh, you're fucking disgusting. <laughs> that was. Uh, <laughs> that was one of the ones that. That a lot of people was like, "What the fucking are they doing up the top?" And it was, I'd like to say that I gave that a one out of five, but use mm. use bricks went in oh. um, big on the scores for that. Anyway, we're not talking Chris; we're talking something else this evening. And um, yeah, we're uh, we've got um, we've got some pals over, um, which is good. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, I'll um, waste no further time in introducing our guest tonight, which is um, Dan and Mitch from the Milk. Hello. Hey. What? Right. Very well, mate. Very well, mate. Yeah. Thank you very much for coming on. Pleasure, mate. Thanks Sorry it's taking so long. 
No, all good. Flaky, all good. Yeah. All good. Yeah. Well, all good. flaky. We've been slagging you off for about two <laughs> really? months, haven't we? Yeah. I did it about a month ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Get a ring. The first I heard about it was last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Now all the lads are up for it. <laughs> yeah, everyone's on board, mate. <laughs> Unless you tried to book one of the other band members and couldn't, and couldn't get him in, which is yeah, why I became the, the last. Resort. Third choice, mate. <laughs> and there's only four Ouch. of us. Ouch. <laughs> all right. Well, look. Um, before, I mean, I, I think we're gonna. Um, aside from your. your your topic of choosing, which is going to be good and it's going to get a lot of people probably ranting and, and, and getting excited, yep. which is good. Um, obviously, we've all known each other a long time. so um, And we've all been involved in weird little ways in each other's businesses and careers and, and whatnot in whatever way, shape or form. So I think it's going to be another good one where we can have uh, we can go in on things. Reminisce. And, uh, exactly, Reminisce. yeah. Um, so... I'll leave it to one of you to introduce what your top five's going to be. It was your idea, actually, Dan. Well, we wanted something from the heart. You know, we wanted something really honest. Yeah. You know, and uh, one of the things that have always got the milk through difficult times, um, some of the most difficult times, has been the conversation of biscuits. Uh, and often within the studio, um, there's arguments and uh, <laughs> articulations about what biscuit constitutes the right product for a dunk in tea oh, or amazing. right this is what you I want to go in yeah. on as well. we can get into well the done. thing is because the, the whole biscuit thing can be split into various categories yeah. depending yeah. on the purpose of the biscuit if it's yeah. an after dinner biscuit then yeah. maybe you want something different from a breakfast biscuit for yeah. example um, and, and this is where things can get really complicated yeah. and I'm, I'm sure you know, start clapping because I can't <laughs> wait for this now this is, as you can tell we've thought, we've, tonight, I've thought long and hard about this over 10 years so um, I'll be, I'll be, oh, do you know, I won't say what I've very nearly picked up in case it is in your bag of yeah. biscuits. Um, but Chris has bought a couple and I've bought yeah. a few. So we may well have, we may well cross the streams with the same biscuit. But yeah. um, if we don't, then um, we'll get some of ours in as honourable mentions yeah, outside sure. of your top five. Um, so uh, I'm glad you, what, what's the criteria? Is, is it, because... We're not really drinking. Well, you've got a beer and a, and a cider on the go, but we have actually bought a pot of tea in tonight, which is the first. Tees. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I don't know, are we basing it on a standalone biscuit or a Dunkin' biscuit? It can cover both. I, I think I think there's going to be room for both. Yeah, yeah. In my you, top five, there's room for both. You've got to go through through everything. Do you know if you're gonna if you're gonna open up this case? <laughs> yeah, we've got to go right in. Yeah, you, you know, some biscuits are like the Swiss Army knife, right? You, you can do a lot with them. Yeah, right? some are more specific. A multitasking for a biscuit. Certain job. There is actually one that isn't dunkable at all. Yeah, absolutely. Whoa, we brought a non-dunkable biscuit with us. So I think nice. But that yeah. was what I class as an after-dinner biscuit, right? <laughs> rather than a, you know. Is there a, a breakfast dunk. biscuit in now? I would suggest there possibly is, but again, it's one of those crossover. Okay, business, I, I, won't, you know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know we'll just wait, yet. We'll wait. We'll yeah. back, back when I was like twenty, and I was living, started living on my own. Uh, any biscuit was a breakfast biscuit. It was also lunch and dinner and you <laughs> yeah. know, whatever I could get. An so, all day biscuit. Yeah. So, okay. Well, um, what didn't? What was there? Any other things you you considered before you went for biscuits as your as your top five? Um. Because you've had about three months to think about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be kind of serious, weren't we, at yeah. one point? Um, it was going to be music or something yeah. music-related, yeah, yeah. top five, you know, you know. Yeah. top five James Brown songs or yeah. Yeah. top five jazz numbers or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> and we realised that would be really boring. You know? yeah. But also, the, the, the biscuit thing, it comes across quite trivial, but it's not. I mean, it's, it literally has got us through some difficult times. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's the ultimate uh, tools down, let's stop, you know, working on this song. Yeah. Let's really have it out about what a hobnob means to you. Do you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? 
and it's uh, <laughs> it just lightens the mood in the studio. Yeah. But not only that, me and Dan spend a lot of time in studios now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we're working on the next record for the Milk, so we're writing yep. that and demoing that, and obviously I own my own studio. Um, and of all the gear we got in this place, I still think that the you know whatever biscuit is is on on the go at that time is is as important as. Mm. Is the there is machine. there always a biscuit on the go? Have you always got a little. There's pretty stash? much a rule. There's always a message goes out on the milk WhatsApp group about bringing <laughs> some kind of confectionery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Generally a biscuit. Yeah. Uh, some kind of biscuit and some kind of cake. Uh, biscuits usually take the sort of forefront. So yeah. when we initially arrive within a session, we start with biscuits. Yeah. And then it midway the midway point, yeah, maybe yeah. a little bit of cake. It shows the attitude. Yeah. So who's the most flaky? Who's the one who sort of like shows up, looks a bit more shifty? He's like, oh God. Because that'd be me. I'd be the one who forgets to bring the biscuits. I'd so be the cunt that didn't bring them, but I'd have them in the car on the way. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck! Sorry. Just yeah. coming in fucking crumbs. Yeah, yeah. All round your mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you actually know what the difference is between a biscuit and a cake? Apart from obviously one's a biscuit, one's a cake. But do you know how they're um, um, identified? I no, I'm going to say cakes are fluffy. There you go. That's my How scientific. It comes down to VAT. Um, what? And it's you always re- coming down to the referring VAT? to the Jaffa cake debate? Yes, right. Oh. The Jaffa cake oh, right. is obviously. Um, but the thing is, a cake will go hard when it's going off, whereas right. a biscuit will go soft. soft. Okay. Um, but I think cake. And that's why they charge different VAT on it. Well, I think cakes were, were for poorer, were, were for significant, always for poorer people because it yeah. was cheaper to make cakes than biscuits, um, which yeah. Which I got told today. So is the VAT mm. on the biscuit or on the cake? On the biscuit, that's why be- right. Jaffa's become a well, Jaffa cake. Right. Jaffa's, as Hence a whole, why Jaffa yeah. cake is quite yeah. a reasonably Jaffa priced biscuit. biscuit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know. yeah. Oh. All right, is it a cake or a biscuit? What is well, a Jaffa? He sort cake? of does what he says on the tin. What, so you're cake? saying it's a cake? Yeah. It's a pack of cakes? Yeah. It's a cake, yeah. You? I'm gonna, I'm it's gonna, a cake, yeah. Yeah, but are you happy with that? Yeah, I'm happy with that. Sponge. Yeah, sponge. It's fluffy, so as I say, that comes in my. They're, they're not in your narrow list, definition. No, 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 no. I think they're fucking shit. They yeah. are. Yeah. They, they taste stale. Too. They're a stale biscuit, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Oh. Yeah. I, I don't see what the fuss is. I don't is. know. I kind of I appreciate the jelly. Do you know, yeah. The orange jelly. I I'm mean, if you get that. rid of the rest of it, I'd just have some of that. That'd yeah. Nice. It's a bit well, cheap. I, I, yeah. Yeah, it but is. it's not, you don't, you know, when you have guests around, you don't bring out the Jaffa cakes, do you? No, you get no. your Frero Rocher out, didn't you? Knock Frere it out of the park. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I would say there's a, there's a couple of biscuits. Class glass over there. There's, there's a couple of biscuits tray. in here for it's entertainment purposes. You know? Oh, okay. Some high level boot- oh, what, boutique bis- biscuits. Well, there's, there's one particular pack in here. If you whip them out on a night out, yeah. They'll be talking about it for weeks. <laughs> really? Crazy yeah. sessions in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Are we so finishing I'll, tonight? We're going to stop you. I thought we'd do one episode where we didn't. I guess have been quiet about it up till now, Stu, but at some point it's all going to come out. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, look, um, before we start talking about... Um, you, you know, the, the band and, and, and how we know each other and, yeah, the, the, you know, the amount of time that you have been going at it and, and the kind of the, where it's took you and stuff, because it's, it's been an interesting ride today, hasn't it? It has. And we're still going. Yeah. It's the most amazing thing, I think, after all that. Pretty much, yeah. You'll okay, well, look, before we get into that, so are your five in order or five down to one? We haven't really. I we think we really. can go... One and two. I think we know what one and two are. Yeah, yeah. We, I think they're pretty sure. The yeah. other three, we're gonna have to roam. Well, let's yeah, get this. Fine. We've been talking about this one okay. for quite, for quite. This, this is this one's come up already, so oh. I think we'll go over this one. Yeah, I oh, think we should. 
Dark chocolate gingers. Oh. Made by? Border. Borders. I've got to say, so there's, there's a farm shop at the end of the road where our studio is. Dave runs the farm shop. And uh, he sells a delightful selection of biscuits. And this, we've, we've pretty much sampled all of them. But this one has come out and sort of become our favourite. It's Rick's favourite, actually. He, he goes on about this because Rick, he's like, he's not really one for a sweet tooth. Rick's a vocalist in the middle, Rick's, yeah? Rick's, yeah. A, Rick's a singer. And also he loves like... I'm great, Manisha. Go for it, man. He's like a vindaloo kind of guy, you know. Yeah. Loves his Yeah, loves his he'll have a bag of crisps curries. before he has a, a whisper. You know what I mean? He's that right. kind of guy. Do you know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? If there's a whisper about it, he'll have the crisps. Yeah. 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 Whereas yeah. I'll always yeah. go for the whisper. Yeah. 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 Now, the level of ginger that you're about to experience in this biscuit right. yeah. is in. quite something. And it's it, it's reminiscent of a, of a... It's a spicy biscuit. It's wow. so gingery, it's spicy. I'd go as far as to say it verges on the medicinal. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. You know, it feels like it's doing you some kind of good. Now, seeing the amount of chocolate on this thing, it's probably mm-hmm. not doing you any good. So but you don't mm-hmm. dunk these as well. Obviously. No, no. Right. Cheers, boys. Right, okay, cheers. yeah, cheers. Bottoms up. <laughs> we should say... For anyone who's just started listening to our podcast, there, there is an inordinate amount of munching when you come to our show, isn't there? Yeah. So, yeah, you're just going to have to stick with that. Or just fuck off. That is good. I really want someone to do, like, top five soups. <laughs> yeah, I think we missed the trick. Wow. That's decent. Yeah. So first you know I mean, about that ginger, though? Mm. First impressions? What, what do you reckon? Yeah, it's good. If it's the first time you've had a Borders. No, have you, you've been here before. I haven't been there before. I'm not. You well, I haven't had a ginger sort of snap or ginger-based biscuit for I would say five to ten years, and I wasn't a big fan of them back in mm-hmm. the day. That I'll definitely go back to, and obviously dark chocolate is uh, inspired on that as well. That really works in it. You're not going to get away with milk chocolate on that. I don't think so. I think it's a mature. It's a mature biscuit, that one. What's nice about wow. it, to me, it's the perfect marriage of like a ginger nut and a hobnob. You know, yeah, it's, got the te- it's got the texture of a hobnob, Feeling... but it's got, the, it's got that ginger I had a kick. lot of knob in that, mate, I don't think. No, but do you not think the texture-wise, yeah. there's, a, there's a softness, whereas a ginger nut is a bit of a challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to Those things, they're nowhere near this list, though. I, oh, no, no. no ginger no, nut's no. a toothbreaker. It is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it that's is. why it's probably yeah. towards the bottom of the list. There's more. There's definitely more crunch. There's a hobnobby sort of... Well, consistency to that yeah. then you guys obviously don't dip because it's high risk slippery chocolate going yeah, on there yeah, yeah. I'm going to pop these I'm going to have to give it a little because right, I quite like dipping anything that's got chocolate on it ah, right it's just why I mentioned that a chocolate coated biscuit mm. are we saying fridge or not uh, yes I think so yeah yeah for me yeah because yeah. yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a couple to bring to the table and they're, and they're in the fridge because uh what I'll we'll say is with borders, the packaging they've thought really carefully about the packaging, so yeah. there's probably it's well protected from the biscuits sticking together. Yeah, whereas you fear with a chocolate hobnob or something of that else, yeah. they're gonna get stuck. Together, got a hot day, you've you know? just been shopping, you popped them in the boot. By the time you get home, yeah, what a mess! Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. literally, like a um, bag full of smash grabs. Yeah, um, Daniel's sounding like a black belt in the biscuit world at the moment. <laughs> I'm really so the idea of compressing the biscuits together is like really good. Really really I would say that was a good fucking biscuit. Baldur's do yeah, really yeah. fucking good biscuits. Mm. They're uh, they're 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 a high end biscuit, aren't they? I think you know. They're the sort of things like you say you get them in a farm shop. They yeah. look a little bit mm. like they're a middle class biscuit. They definitely are. Definitely a middle Absolutely. class biscuit. You're impressing people with that. Yeah. Basically. But they were recommended. I've never been recommended a biscuit in my life. <laughs> Try these, he said. Yeah. So we did. Yeah. Fuck. Never look. Never what, look back. What a result. <laughs> <laughs> who was it who recommended? Dave. 
Dave from the farm show. Dave from the farm show. Yeah. So that that for me, a good biscuit is one that you have to sort of have words with yourself to stop going back and eating the whole pack. You could. Smash I, I, I would. I, I would. I would get involved in that, and that ginger would build up as well. So by the end, you're probably like. Yeah, you get a little burn from it. Yeah. There's only ten in that packet, and uh, oh, it's the UK's number one chocolate ginger. There you go. There we go. Says it on the packet. Confirmation. Yeah, fair day. Is it the only UK's number? Well, one? Well, I think this might be a bit of a caveat. Yeah, but I will yeah. say their literature is fantastic. If you read the books, they, so whoever's doing their copywriting really, oh, got their yeah. philosophy on really the their copy's they're pretty they're really good, good, is it? Uh, we're obsessed with baking biscuits. Everyone at Border. Um, is personally responsible for outstanding quality, whether they're sourcing ingredients, weighing, mixing, baking, or packing. We believe our biscuits should be nothing short of exceptional, and we're proud to make them just that. That's the owner and finder. John. Fair dues. Yeah, Fair I think that's, you know, personally responsible. So the person mm. who's, you know, mixing the ginger with the flour is personally responsible. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's I, like, get out, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, people have been fired over it. Well, yeah. Like, the, what is it, the Yakuza, they lose a finger to it. It's a bad, it's a bad batch. They have to whip out their knife. <laughs> you love a little read as well, don't you? I love it when you if you get start reading on this on Where the, the hardcore list. It always beer. makes me it think that you've just beer. learned to read and you're <laughs> showing off. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Well, look. Um, uh, so when when did we first meet? How long ago? It was a long time ago, wasn't it? Oh, brush days, wasn't it? Oh, man. Oh, it's it's got to be more than ten. Well, you were Vinny Vinny then. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and we was the milk in '09, so straight. You know, it's, it's got to be ten. Got to be ten, maybe a bit longer, maybe more. Yeah, yeah, I reckon so. You were stew trash society That's for, right. for a long, long That's time. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and you were phone. Yeah, because yeah. we trash used to feature, feature our tracks on CDs. On CDs. Yeah. And did you play? Did you play the launch of it at the Royal Hotel? We probably did, mate. I can't remember. I know that Ollie did. Um, States. From uh, yeah, from Def Guitar Pop that was at the time was was in states, um, and yeah, and then for some reason, you played Sugar Hut, didn't you? We did. Was you there for that? Did you? Put I that put on? it on. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll let you off. <laughs> yeah, that's a funny old venue now. Do you know? And again, we had that conversation with Ollie because they played mm. it as well. And I mean, I, I get this. This must have been pre-fire. Before it all sort of went. Oh up yeah, this oh, was yeah. before Towie and all, all long before yeah. all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah it was, um, and bizarrely, the, the opening night DJ was Adam that we had on. Was it the other week from Baby Shambles? Yeah, there you go. It is all very interbred, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it just? Um, and so when I met you, Vinny Vinny, you were probably what twenty, something like that. Yeah, early twenties, yeah. twenty, yeah, early twenties, twenty-two, twenty-three. Yeah. But you were, were coming to the toothbrush at this point anyway, weren't you? I mean, yeah, I we were like, rocking the toothbrush when we were, you know, 15. 18. <laughs> 18. <laughs> Apart from that, under 18 is like where we go in. Yeah, and, yeah, cool. Like sure. I still go to. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's, she's trying to beat me out of it. Whoa. Oh, oh God! Like right. Good edit point. When this goes out, it'll be swiftly followed by a fucking footage of you with fucking another, another, following a police car. Another inquiry. It's got your hard drive in a polythene bag, all cable tied up. <laughs> oh, Every, everyone loved it. If you're if you're from like these areas, so where are you guys uh, hail from? Where are you originally? Wickford. Wickford, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you know, brush is like a stomping ground for all of us, wasn't it? Really. If you got if you like alternative music, we didn't have much. 
Yeah, there was many options. Well, it oh, seemed man. like when we were growing up, there was loads of them. You know, there was loads of them. So we had uh, what was the one we used to play all the time? Chelmsford, um, Barhouse. Army and Navy. Army and Navy. Army yeah. Navy. You had the White Club. Yeah, yeah. yeah White. White Club. There was a few in. There was a few in South End as well, which were pretty good. Yeah, you had Chinnery's. You had the Esplanade. That's I don't know. Right. If, like, did That's, Sachs used yeah. to put on bands? Yeah, Curzel. Yeah. I mean, I think I still do some shows, yeah. but there seemed to be a bit more of a scene back then. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they've just slowly been privatised, turned into restaurants and bars, or knocked down and turned into flats. Yeah. So a lot of those places where we sort of cut our teeth, you know, doing Battle of the Bands and. No, they're just not there anymore. Yeah. You know? I see you guys as Vinny Vinny, and I, I've been trying to rack my brains to figure out where the fuck it was. But, um, yeah, you were good, man. It was back it was then, good. man. We, we'd be playing every week. Yeah. Like, without... Yeah. Wasn't it? We were doing some... Every single week. For an unsigned band, we were doing some pretty cool stuff, man. We were flying yeah. out to Moscow and doing gigs out there. That's no, right. Like, really? Yeah, we were doing some... Like, it, was, it was that kind of stuff that kept us going, because without it... You know, I mean, you do it for that. You do it for the fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what you, at that age... It was that time away from work, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So without those things, without those gigs, without those moments, you just, you know, what's the point? Mm. But yeah, the brush, we were like furniture in there for for a few years, weren't we? Because we'd go there anyway, Friday, Saturday night, especially, I uh, I remember... I was there um, about six months ago. Yeah, I mean, we we went down the other day, didn't we? Yeah. Um, But I remember Bank Holidays was was a must for all of our crowd. And there's like 20, 30 of us that that would rock down there. Bank Holiday Sunnies were always the specialist oh, night. Mate, so. it was like the hip-hop one. We'd yeah. always do the soul. The soul, the soul yeah. one. They were having a wicked time. Yeah. The soul one. And I had 100% record there like for a, for a period. <laughs> hey! That was a long, long Excellent. time ago. <laughs> She's probably listening. Before, <laughs> before the biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-biscuit. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I love that place, mate. Yeah. And then I remember I didn't see you for a while and then... I heard that you'd been signed. Um, who, did you, who, was, who did you first put? Um, all I wanted. Danger. Yeah. Mm. So it was an independent deal with a label called Name Edge. Right. We've actually stayed loosely in contact with, or the the, the boss yeah. owner. Yeah. The guy, the guy who um, used to run the label yeah. is now Huey Morgan's manager. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. A strange twist of fate. Um, but he was don't picked us up quite early, and it was literally just a one single deal just to help us promote it. Mm. Yeah. It was only a small budget, you know. We'd already recorded the track, hadn't we? Mm. And we'd sort of self funded that, I think. Yeah, we, it was like four tracks we did when we recorded ourselves. But we had a good following at the time, and it was just, it felt like something was happening, you know. Mm. You'd go to a London show, and there'd be a usual amount of mates, but then there'd be another 200 people there watching. That's, that's proper. That's, that's Yeah, that's no, it thing, really it? was. When, when really you look was. at it and you just think, I hate my pals. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And we'd spent, so, as you know, we'd spent so many years yeah. where it was just your pals mm. or if you're yeah. too far away, a fucking empty room. Yeah. 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 So we kind of knew something was happening, yeah. And it was, uh, a lot of it was down to that, that first single deal, which done really, really well. Where did you record the first? Single? It was at the uh, pool in Bermondsey, which is part of the Maloco group. It's, I mean, mate, there's so yeah. many videos of bands and people like I think Noel Gallagher was just done his recent album down there it's one of these places but I think when yeah. we were down there doing it we saw Baby Shambles didn't we was that right yeah, yeah. I think well, we saw yeah we saw they were down there doing something it's one of those studios that, yeah. that group Maloko yeah, Maloko. Group. yeah. When they own everything they, but, yeah, but like this one in particular it, the fucking room's like humongous it's like being in a like the school hall or whatever it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's amazing and we all recorded in the same room like a proper live band would which suited us to the ground. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We, didn't, we weren't ones for like 
do your bit while the others are fucking playing pool. Yeah. It was for very people, much playing together, you know. For people that like aren't in bands or ever, you know, seen a recording or, or, or such, I, I, I never, when, you know, all the times in bands, we've always done it live, mm. you know, as, as much as we could. Um, I think, like, can you explain it a little bit, the, the difference? Because obviously you, you've got your own studio now and, and, and you produce music for people and, and yourself. And yeah. So the benefits of recording live is, to me, am I right in saying you, you capture the energy a little bit more? Yeah, well, there's, there is an essence of the band. I mean, without sounding wanky about it, like every band has like its stamp, its yeah. signature. Mm-hmm. And it only exists when, you know, the band as a whole are playing together, you yeah. know. You know, me sitting at home playing the drums ain't the milk. It's yeah. me sitting at home playing the drums. It's only when these guys are there. So when it comes to the record, I think it's it's integral for bands to be doing what they do, like on the record. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And like I know, I know why bands don't do that, and it's because you know sometimes it's down to a restriction in the studio, perhaps like because you want separation when you when when you've got control of the mix mm. at the end of it. You don't want. Yeah drum kits coming down your guitar you know to give yourself the best chance to make the best record I know why some bands do things individually so the drum kit first the bass and so on and so forth but there is something missing with that in that you're not capturing the band you're just capturing the members of the band Mm. one after the other you know what I mean and hoping it sounds kind of right at the end Um, but you know given the fact that our, our thing was always this soul music that we loved it had to be playing together. Like there was no, there was no other way for it because all of the our heroes back in the day, like the Funk Brothers, you know, all, all the top rhythm sections that existed Defined in that, in that, that soul generation, world. Yeah, yeah, like it, it was all live, man. Not only was it live, it's fucking one mm. one mic picking them up. You know what I mean? So yeah, we had to do it live. So I had a, one of the things that I don't think I've ever asked you. I was a bit sort of curious about because obviously he's all. We're coming to the toothbrush, so I presume you was listening to all the your bog standards, Oasis and Blur and all the stuff that was going on at that time. At what point do four blokes from Wickford all realise they've got, you know, a yearning for to, to play this kind of, you know, 60, 70s soul, you know, influenced music? Well, I mean, I remember we were, before we were, before we were Vinnie Vinnie, we were a, a bit of a punk outfit, weren't we? So we were doing, like, rocking around Camden, playing kind of... I don't know what kind of punk it was. But looking it was like transvestites. Looking like transvestites, <laughs> you know, makeup, you know, fingernails coloured up, looking very bizarre. Yeah, I, I never um, did that. And, well, yeah, I did. I loved it. <laughs> Bring it back. Um, and I remember just rocking around and we were, I think we did that for a couple of years and then after a while we kind of went, what kind of music are you listening to? And everyone went, well, I'm not listening to punk. And we were all listening right. to soul music and yeah. listening to singer-songwriters and we all kind of went, well, why are we doing this anymore? And Do you think you was doing it because you thought that that was the way to go and then actually you was like real Yeah, with I think there was a, you know, an the, element of that. I mm, thought we, yeah. we thought there was a commercial opportunity yeah. in being down that route mm. that we, we might find success with yeah. that. Also, I think we'd been doing the punky thing for since our late teens where we actually was a bit like, you know, teen angst yeah. kind of punk, you know. Yeah. And I think as we started to grow up and grow out of it, yeah. Yeah. we was like, well, we've been doing this punk thing for so long, yeah. you know, in our heads, we were close to making it, man. Yeah. So it was a bit like, let's stay on the bus kind yeah. of thing. But then it kind of got to a point where it was like, ah, oh, fuck it, we're not, we're not really vibing off it. You know, when, I think when the writing dries up, you kind of know, mm. you know, you know when, no one was coming in with a, with, with like, this great punk song. We was just like, oh, it's, it's just getting a bit stale. We need to, yeah, yeah. Stop change or stop. Like, yeah. yeah, who knew? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, look, we'll pick back up on on uh, on Dan and his uh, 
Trent's best makeup. ideas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there are photos as well. You'll uh, never see them. That's <laughs> like, uh, was it Dr. Dre? All the photos of him back in like his electro years and all yeah, that. Tupac yeah. used to drag them all up and be like, oh, he used to still wear eyeliner. Really? Okay? Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. he was like, back when you know original rap was there, way before yeah. ga- you know gangster rap. It was like, that was club just on the verge. Yeah, that was right. Group, yeah, it? yeah, yeah. He was all like, you wear the eyeliner and the sort of power, foam power shoulders, and you know the jazzy get up and Tupac rips into him for that. Like you're not actually a gangster, mate. Yeah. You know he was wearing eyeliner like three weeks ago. So yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Give me a biscuit, man. Let's do it. <laughs> Next biscuit. Just gonna I'm going to rock in with a more conventional one. Um, there are simple delights in this world. <laughs> it's, and, a, um, it's a solid choice. And it, it appears that you have also matched me mm. for this and, one. And bizarrely, I, 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 I see ne- your I biscuit and I will raise you another bag yeah, of exactly I, I nearly the same, the same pack in as well. <laughs> Old-fashioned, so. old the all-butter shortbread finger, um, which is just a wonderful biscuit, one that, you know, harks back to an older time, you know, uh, one that maybe was being made, you know, 200 years ago. Perfect combination of sugar, butter, and flour. Yeah. Delicious. And a, for me, an absolute in the top five. Sugar, yeah. butter, oh, and flour. You can't fucking, you can't fuck that up, can you? No. And, and it, they've got, they're quite filling, aren't they, those bad boys? You start tearing into them. They will know. empty a cup of tea with about three dunks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got, it's quite an absorbent biscuit. Uh, it, it'll take out your tea straight away. Well, let's let's do that now. Come on, let's fucking tea. Hold on, I'll get the I'll, I'll get the bruise on. You might need to go down the ass and fill the kettle up, Chris. We're going in. Let's do it. I'm pumped. <laughs> Thank you very much. Anyone want to slack off, Chris? Why is not here? Right, come on. Yeah, delicious. That's a fucking bar. It's the butter, isn't it? Yeah. The thing is, do you ever get them like shortbread like boxes where there's all the different shaped ones? Oh, yeah. yeah. What's the difference? I think it's like pasta, man. It's all the same. It taste, is, isn't it? isn't it? Yeah. Do you go straight for the finger? <laughs> or will you go for a whirl? <laughs> what, slip a digit? <laughs> yeah. I tend not to think about it, to be honest with you. If I'm presented with a box of biscuits, it's yeah. just go in, innit? You know, yeah. wherever, wherever, wherever the hand goes. Where, where are you with... Um, <laughs> if you've got a multitude of biscuits and crossing the stream, will you have, have you got, like, in the studio, have you got, like, a biscuit tin? No. They don't last that long. Yeah. You know, if a... If a you know, it's literally one sitting, isn't it, and they're yeah. gone. So, yeah. You know, a pack of biscuits seem four. Mm. Ain't going to go very far, is it? Often no. it's two packs of biscuits. Yeah. Yeah, but only because we sit down twice. Yeah. Why have you just bought the wrong kettle? I can't really reply because I'm not by a microphone. Um, I forgot you had the kettle in here. Brilliant. Chris, uh, yeah, Chris forgot he had the back. kettle. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Walked away from the kettle, got in the ass, stole up the kettle that my missus is going to be making a cup of tea with in a minute. I'll tell you what, mate. You are missing out. Shortbread. It's a fucking oh, dad. I'm having another one. Yeah, I'll be yeah, 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 okay. oh. Getting involved. We haven't even really been talking, we've just been fucking eating. That's that's fine, that's fine. Um, yeah, these are so good. They're so sweet as well, aren't they? And yeah. Just in God case there weren't enough sugar in them, they put some on the They're top They're covered as well. in sugar. Yeah, just yeah. in case. Yeah. Well, have you guys ever made, like, cakes? The amount of sugar, when you sit there and start, like... Minute, 
Yeah. There's a lot in there, man. Oh, Wait, so where's this? It's Scottish, are they? Is that where it came from? Well, it's always a bit of like a bit of an insult, isn't it, to Scotland when people start talking about Scots, shortbread? The Scots are famous for their shortbread, don't they? Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. There's um, a bit of tartan on there now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. These are made in Edinburgh. Oh, there we go. There you go. Solid. So what? As we're brewing tea, what sort of uh, is there any sort of brand of tea that you sort of like go with your biscuits? Is there anything in particular that you go for? PG. To be PG. Well, Luke, the bass player, he's a bit he's new a, age. Yeah, yoga seeds, you know, yeah, <laughs> green teas and oh, green calamars. teas with quinoa. And yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll have them. Oh, yeah. I will have them. Oh well, I like a green tea because um, you're a camp. I'm a bit of a prick. I think because they're <laughs> full of antioxidants, <laughs> it's good to clear clear out my normally wayward behaviours. So I think a cup of green tea is gonna sort of like sort my life out. Yeah, but you can't dunk a fucking shortbread in it, can you? No, no. But I've had a cup of tea just before the green tea. Right. So I do all the dunking then, and then yeah. have a green tea after. Do you anyone anyone has ever asked for a green tea on a building site? I fucking hope so. Just for, just for lols. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I went in the just roughest the pub in Graves once, where they were advertising outside um, live football on the big screen. Yeah. And when I went in there. Um, they'd stole a telly like from someone's garden like no if you like, you leave a telly in your garden like, that someone will take it away yeah. it was about three metres deep like brown wood around the outside and they'd sat it on a bar stool and plugged it in with like a fucking aerial on the top <laughs> and there was just two old geezers watching the football on it and I was thinking this is fucking great no wallpaper on the walls with the carpet being ripped up it was a, it was a proper naughty pub yeah. and I went in there <laughs> and just muscle memory just went in there and just went um yeah, uh, come Pinot Grigio, please. <laughs> <laughs> They'd never serve Pinot Grigio in their fucking life in there. And like, he looked at me like I was the fucking biggest cunt in the pub, which yeah. I probably was. There's yeah, only yeah, about you, six yeah, people yeah, in there. You just realised at that point. <laughs> yeah, that but what was fucking, the genius stroke of that was, I went in there with Justin and we was doing it. It was, it was pub nine. and We watched the world's end. Right, like, right. And so we was trying to do a 10-point challenge of going around all the pubs in Grays. And it gets to a certain point where the only ones left you don't really want to go yeah, in but if yeah. you're eight nine pints in it's bearable you know yeah yeah so i sat at the end of like the bar with me wine and he'd bought a pint and sitting on the other corner of the bar was these two fucking graze lads that just looked like they wanted to fucking bite your nose off yeah just gone for a piss the other guy one of the guys on the other end of the bar's gone out for a fag and i'll bear in mind justin's eight pints in he's walked back in the pub like walked out the toilet and just gone to the wrong corner of the bar sort of leant back against the bar, picked up the pint and carried on drinking. I'm standing at the other end of the bar, just watching him drinking this geezer's fucking pint. And like, Jesus. literally, bloke just tapped him on the shoulder and he was like, what are you doing, mate? And he was like, oh, and thankfully, he was cool with it because he was like, I'm really sorry, mate. I've actually gone to the wrong end of the bar. Because like, yeah, that, that, Justin's a bit like rolling the dice. You don't know what answer you're going to get out of Justin, yeah, do you? Yeah, Cause yeah, he one been, or two ways. He yeah. could have been, he could have said, all sorts of crazy yeah. shit there. But no, he, uh, he said the right. I think he realised. We, we've been drinking in about two pubs before that that were fucking horrible. Where you just think, yeah. They're, you they're, could get killed for that. Yeah, yeah. Get like dead. For it. Ordering a Pinot Grigio. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what's the rough? They would have lynched you in your fucking new romantic days, <laughs> Dan. <I'm telling> <laughs> <laughs> Gone in there having oh, your yeah. rose over your painted mouth. I'm the fact that Mitch has tried to wangle himself out of this. There's <laughs> some stories about the shit you used to wear. <laughs> <laughs> just reverse the way. I'm just going to say sex jumper. That's all I'm going to say. Sex jumper. 
<laughs> right, and we're going in on that. What's a sex jump? I don't actually remember. You remember the pillow you had on the t-shirt? I don't remember that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. The counselling's got you rid do. of it. Your sex t-shirt. Why was it a sex t-shirt then? Basically, yeah, we had this. We had some designer come on board. <laughs> I don't know who he was. She was this crazy designer who came on board who started designing all our clothes for us. Yeah, and it no was way. crazy out there shit. And I was end up in like I think I was in dungarees or something. And Mitch was wearing this, I think it was one of your t-shirts that she took and stitched Fucking a pillow, a leather pillow on top of it, <laughs> and the pillow said sex on it. Mitch oh, was just wearing it in the kitchen. Did you wear that? No, I didn't. <laughs> yes, he did. I think I wore it about five minutes in the front of the mirror, like, what the fuck is this? That is brilliant. When you said sex jumper, I thought there's going to be something behind it other than it's no, 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 sex. It's literally that. always a sex jumper. It is, yeah, an actual I wish there was more of a gag to it. I prefer it. I prefer the fact it actually just had sex stitched on it. Do you want to bust that back door it's fucking like a sauna in here millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option i never really was a salad guy that's just not who i am but noom worked for me get your personalized plan today at noom.com Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Because we're also boiling water in here. Yeah, there's always that. Yeah. Two kettles. So, at the point when... Uh, we, we, right, we're talking about sex jumpers now. So, image for the milk. Yeah, so it's, it's changed a bit, hasn't it? Over the years, because to, when I when I first knew you, there weren't a huge obvious image. You was all kind of a little bit moddy, and then I remember when you'd put out um, Danger. From then on, you got really sharp, and there were suits and stuff for a bit, if I remember rightly. You come in to see me with a load of photos that right. you'd had done, yeah. and uh, and you had the big old Weller chops at the sides. Yeah, 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 and. Uh, yeah, well, we had down this, down this South End, weren't they? We had them done. Yeah, well, what's his, so. what was the guy's name who did them? The photographer. Uh, Dean Chalkley. Oh, right. Watson, yeah, but yeah, yeah, we know Dean as well. Yeah, yeah we know Dean quite well. Um, yeah, we have been for a few phases. 
you know, it just became okay. simpler because we were gigging so much during yeah. that. So it, it was the Vinnie Vinnie period. We were still gigging loads. Yeah. So we'd go anywhere, you know, and play it. We'd play any gig we could get our hands on. And it just became easier just to have a uniform. Yeah. So we all had, we all had mod suits. Yeah. I don't, I don't regret that one. Like, no, we all great. of them. I don't regret that one. We, oh, fucking hell, we were like, you know, whatever, 22. We felt like the fucking the, the boys are in town, yeah, you know what I mean? As well, you, can't, oh, you can't really go wrong with a suit, can yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. And no, suit, no one you was doing that. Yeah. All young soul bands wore suits, didn't yeah, yeah. they? Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, all the early kind of Motown bands wore suits, didn't they? Do you yeah. know what I mean? And like, and obviously since then, you're, to me, correct me if I'm wrong, you're, there, there was that energy when you, with, with that period of what you was doing, like Danger and that, you know, I still had the sweet sort of Motown feel, but it had that kind of, drive that mm. Northern Soul had it was you know it was yeah. hungry whereas I think you've, your sound's definitely matured hasn't it and opened out and mm. and it's far more kind of still obviously every inch of it's still very soul focused isn't it mm. but um, it's a much more deeper sound than the early earlier stuff that was to me definitely. more energetic and definitely like yeah. a young band yeah, a young yeah, band we, will we, always yeah. play at 100 mile an hour because it's yeah. what young bands yeah, do cause, isn't it well I, I looking back i think like Vinny Vinny, i think we were onto something i do i think <clears throat> where it started to get a little strange was when the milk first started and we were unsigned for like 80 months two years and we were just starting the milk and it was a it was a shinier version of Vinny Vinny, do you know what I mean? It was, it was more kind of pop sensibilities. We got Brad from The Next Men on board. That's right. And it was out with the suits and in with like trainers and stuff, yeah. right? which we kind of went along with. But looking back to Vinny Vinny, I've got to say, like like you say, we, we were young, we had the suits on, we'd be sweating fucking yeah. buckets on stage, yeah. tiny little clubs, do you know what I mean? We'd, we'd play pissed. Yeah. We'd play 900 mile an hour. It was a bit kind of punky. So I think, I think looking back, we were onto something there. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It was one of our... Great moments, like Dan said, we was a punk band before that, and before that we were something else, and I think before that we were something else. But the Vinnie Vinnie period, it's like it could have, could have gone either way for us. Do you think it was during that point that you become tight as fuck as musicians? Definitely. Yeah, well, I think that was over years because we started when we were kids, man. We were what thirteen when we started playing yeah. together, knocking out covers, you know. And we played like we were. It was a bit crazy, really, because we yeah. were playing all the time. Sorry for any before just before you carry on there, just yeah. to point out that. Dan plays guitar, Hi, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and Mitch plays drums, and Mitch's brother Luke plays bass, it, yeah. and um, Luke's a singer. Rick's Rick. Sorry, Rick's a singer. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we, yeah, we go away, but we started playing, but even when there was no reason to, before we had gigs, we were, we were rehearsing three times a week. Mm. Like, you know, we... Where was we, that, at school, or... No, or? We, uh, up in the, uh, up in your old man's shed. Yeah. You know, we'd Where's be, you? we'd be in the shed, uh, tiny little rooms, and we'd be, we'd do it, and we'd go on Saturdays, we'd spend all day rehearsing. And we'd do it on a Wednesday oh, evening, we'd get together, and then on a Sunday we'd get together. And we'd just, we'd just put the hours in when we were younger. And we, we've never really lost that kind of work ethic. We've always put, we've oh, always man. loved playing it. The, together, o- the only experience I've had is I inherited a pair, uh, pair of drums off a mate. And uh, in my third year of uni, they were up with me. I was lucky I had a big old room. And uh, a mate of mine who had met at uni played guitar. And like, every Friday night, we'd just have band night and just piss around. And I, I didn't, I'd been taught anything with the drums I was just learning as I went there's nothing like that like jamming around with your mates and we were dog shit so the thought that you guys were doing that and you started doing that at such a young age that must be such a buzz do you know what it goes back to what I said earlier it's the fact that we're still going which is the buzz because I can't tell you there's been countless times where we could have just fucked it off yeah and we never did and there's there's got to be a reason why four blokes 
there's, for no reason. We just carried on, and we've been we've now been in the band way longer than we've ever been out of the band. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it's a shorter period of my life when yeah. I wasn't in a band yeah, with yeah, these yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. So you know, without getting fucking soppy and all that, there is something we've got something that other bands don't. That's a fact. You, yeah. you just got to look at the. The, the time we've been doing it yeah because lots of bands will fizzle out wouldn't they they'll sort of like they'll, they'll, have a, they'll have a year of well, every feel great and then they're sort I of I think like for stuff. lots of reasons it's like um, personally like uh, we, we was going a similar route to what you were doing and we, we got a deal and it was all exciting and, and we playing and playing but what we didn't have that you've got you're really fucking good at music like playing your instruments and writing songs we could write songs but we, we couldn't grow as a band. So we'd kind of hit the point where we, all of a sudden we were like playing with our bands and we were thinking, are oh, they better than us? Mm. But for the year before that, we were turning up everywhere, sound checking, thinking we'll fucking wipe the floor of anyone. Mm. And then once you start thinking, oh yeah, we can't, with the music we were starting to listen to, we knew we couldn't actually play. Mm. Whereas there ain't a lot you can't do musically. Do you know what I mean? Well, Stuart, like, it's funny you say that, man, because there is a, a, another underlying issue that goes through all these kind of genres that we've explored over the years while we've grown up in that every genre, the next genre that we kind of move to or the next, you know, sound of the band, if you like, it's always a step up in musicality, right? Yeah. So from the indie, like strumming a G to a D or yeah. whatever, to punk, which was, you know, slightly more intricate. Yeah. And then it went to the, the soul thing. I think there was a rockier moment as well yeah. at some point. And it's got to the point now, like, so so the, the, the first kind of soul tracks that we were doing were very kind of Motown-influenced, you know. Yeah, simple stuff. Sim- simpler stuff. But then there's this, you know, soul is a very wide, you know, hmm. deep genre hmm. to explore. And uh, we're now, we're, we're nothing like that these days. You know, the, with Favourite Worry, is a lot more of the 70s, Isaac Hayes kind hmm. of, you know, Isaac Hayes would stand there with a fucking orchestra you know yeah, what I mean yeah. and it, it, it got to more like that and it, now we're working on our third record and dare, dare I say it you know we're still kind of not not happy we're still yeah. progressing we're still getting better individually and as a band and we've there's all these new influences coming in now of jazz and sort of afro beat that you'll you'll hear when the album comes out and we're dead excited to, to, to play yeah. I, I say one one last thing sorry just on that is that I remember D- Davey Bowie always said like um, where a band or an artist should always be is on that precipice of like being really comfortable with who you are and what you're doing and being completely shit scared and out of your comfort yeah. zone in terms yeah. of what you're playing and I think the analogy was um, yeah if you walk out to sea your feet should be kind of still able Catch to up. touch the ground but the but the water's yeah, lapping yeah, yeah, up yeah, over yeah, your yeah. lid kind of thing and it's a bit like that for us so like there are chords floating around the studio now that fucking I didn't hear of like yeah. a year ago and there's rhythms that we're doing now that yeah, we'd man. never heard and it's all a bit like that. It's all a bit like fucking. What called you got? Yeah. And it's like I got this one. Yeah, but come. What you got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always been that healthy competition, you know, between us because at different points people have been more advanced than others musically. So someone's been really getting into their theory or getting into their jazz or whatever. Might you level up? Yeah, and then you start. We're in rehearsal and someone starts throwing out some terms that you don't understand. You're going, oh right, okay, I need to do some homework. So then you start going, right, well, I'm not going to be outdone by this. So you go and you start learning a bit more and start yeah. learning a few flavours that are going to mm. compete or maybe outdo that. And that and that just continues to bring the level of the band up. And I think we've always, not in like a nasty way, we've always had that kind of healthy level of competition yeah. about who can, bring, well, mate. Yeah, yeah. who can bring the best song, yeah. who can bring the best licking, who can bring the best idea musically into the room, you know? Yeah, yeah. It definitely seems that that's how you don't, you know, say you stop yourself from being stale, basically, and staying inspired is by doing that and not it, just trying to smash out the same genre and the same mm. sound all the time. 
is it that 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 propels you forwards, or is it, you know, are, are you still driving for for more commercial success, or you know, are you are you playing uh, for the hell of playing because you just enjoy it, or do you still want to you know sell a million records? Well, it's, I tell you what, we are we're happier now in the band than we've been for years. It feels like it feels like we're 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 better together now than we have been in the in the past ten years. I'd say. You know, if if things come our way, we'll take it and deal yeah. with it. Do you know what I mean? If 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 we was to kick on to an, to another level, I mean, yeah, you know, what I mean, we'll, we'll we'll deal with that. But what we won't do is compromise our ethics musically yeah. or commercially to get there. Yeah. Whereas again, it's 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 a pitfall that I know a lot of bands fall into, us included, where you start doing things that you're not that fucking comfortable doing, but you think, well, it might get us somewhere. Mm. And then you look back in five years' time and go, why the fuck did I do yeah. it? I knew I shouldn't have done it. Yeah. And it's, those, it's these mistakes that we'll yeah, you never, fight, ever fucking yeah. do again. You fight your instincts. You know, because you have people around you, especially when you get signed to a major label, you start having commercial pressure. push one way or another. Yeah, yeah, and it's not like someone's sitting there going, you need to do Must this. Do this. Yeah. You just start, you start feeling like this implied pressure yeah. that you need to, you know, because you need to get a, a, a hit single because yeah. you want to get the next yeah. record. And it becomes this kind of cycle where you end up just chasing your tail. Yeah. And you lose all sight of what it is that yeah. got you into music yeah. originally. And I, th- I mean, I'm feeling that in Sony at times. Towards the end, it was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I don't know what this is. This isn't what, you know, when we were rocking up the M1, you know, uh, kipping in tents on the side of the road, you know, playing punk music, which is, those are the periods I look back on and go, they were the best periods, right? Yeah. They were the, the most fun because we, Young, carefree, nothing to worry about, and then we were lost in the mire of. But you, you know, say that, but at that point, industry. when you was in a tent, you must have been laying there going, "We'll be on fucking private jets one day when we sign our <laughs> oh, record exactly. deal." That was well, it. And like, it was the dream, the yeah, dream of course. something bigger. Yeah. Right? I've, I've always said, man, you, we was a long time unsigned. Yeah. So when that opportunity come along, you know, again, we might have compromised a, a little bit with with you know what we were doing, but at the same time, we were like. Fucking don't forget the days where you was dreaming of this. Like, for fuck's sake, like, yeah. suck it up. Yeah. Let's, they don't give away record deals very no, easily no, these days. Do you know no. what I mean? Like, Especially the one we got. No. So, the, the, you signed to Sony and you signed to Elton John's management company. Is that right? That's right. right. Not yeah. at the same time. Rocket, the, wasn't it? That's yeah, right. We so I remember Rocket. pictures yeah. of you with Elton John and stuff. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's fucking crazy shit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah well, he actually phoned us on the, when we were recording the second album. We, it was on the Isle of Wight. And on the ferry on the way back, he'd got one of our numbers through the management firm. Howdy hell. And uh, we're on the ferry, and it happened to be my one. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> I fucking I pick up the phone. It's a, it's a, it's does a, he remind you of that a lot, Ben? <laughs> of course he does. It's a, it's a French number comes up. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. Hi, Mitch. It's Elton John. I'm well name dropping it. In fact, you brought it up. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, no one ever gets a <laughs> phone call. Yeah, yeah, let's talk on. about it, man. Yeah. Do you know the funniest thing about it was? Is there was this family next to me, right? It's this mum, dad, like and, and, and this kid. <laughs> and uh, they're fucking like they're there, like they're they're well in earshot. And I'm going, oh hi, Elton. And this, you could tell this fucking geezer's going, this dickhead thinks he's on the phone. <laughs> oh, John, <laughs> is he just, mad? He's just broken out of the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is he trying to prove something to We don't give a fuck. Yeah, I know. But yeah, he was, he was super supportive, and it, like we heard that he would be like that with all of the people on on his label, um, and he was he was like like we we had a Christmas do thing, and he was there, and he'd come over and he introduced himself, and he he was happy to talk Bloody about hell. our music, and well, was, I remember was, at the end, yeah, he, came he, he well and, lived up to it. I, he came, I thought, yeah, he came out and sat down and was talking to us about literally talking one on one to the four of us for about half an hour, yeah. and you know you had Grace Jones in the room, you had I mean who what? else was there? All of his, all of the people from his label, yeah, Ed Sheeran, Ed James Blunt, all of these guys were sitting in the room, 
and he was there to Oh, because Ed Sheeran was the new kid on the block at that yeah. point yeah, as well, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So did you think that maybe you kind of weren't getting... Was he getting more attention than you? Was he getting... We knew where we, knew where we his were. His first album was already out. Yeah. Oh, right. So he, oh, he was right. Always, already... Was like, he the golden boy already? Uh, yeah. I think they yeah. just signed him as well. I think it was around the same time. No, no, no. It was just no, before us. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he was. He was like the, the hot property of the, of the label at that point. Well, and rightly so. What are your thoughts on it, on it, Sheeran? Talented guy, right? Nice guy. Really, really humble humble bloke um, I just can't see how the su- success warrants the yeah I don't really know, yeah that, this is where this is where I struggle with it because he wrote some good you know you can't knock him he's a great songwriter mm. um, and he's he is a very good live performer I remember seeing him when um, I remember seeing him when we played uh, I Beat the Rocks with him and um, he was you know he blew us away because I, I came in wanting to pay it yeah you know what I mean I came in with that kind of attitude and I remember yeah. walking away going well, he commanded an audience of four and a half thousand people, one yeah. guy with a loop pedal. I know I couldn't do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I have respect for that. And I got respect for his songwriting, but like Mitt said, I mean, how did, how did that become four nights at Wembley Stadium? Yeah. I don't know. When, when we when we grew up with the bands like Oasis, with yeah. that kind yeah. of, you know, really gutsy kind of rock and roll attitude, and then suddenly the, the biggest acts around at the moment are people playing... Essentially, soft acoustic rock. Yeah. Is it going to inspire kids to go up the M1 and sleep no. in tents on the no, side no, of the road? No. no, I don't think it no, is. But but there's, a, there's a, not not only said, but I think there's a um, the whole one solo artist thing. I think from a label's point of view, they're lapping them up. You know, your James Bass because they're cheap. They're cheap, fucking cheap, cheap. easier they're to manage, cheap. right? So if so, one, one so to, to it, explain that to the masses that maybe haven't got loads of, you know savvy on the industry and such uh, a solo artist will have a session band yeah yeah so they're, they're all musicians that are probably paid well more more importantly if you look at Ed Sheeran he don't even have a session band right. of course yeah. so he yeah. turns up yeah. at Wembley Stadium it was him and his manager him yeah. his manager a lighting guy a loop pedal and 100,000 people and he'd done Wembley four times I know. And, Fuck. and everything he makes he's only paying himself whereas a band if it's four of you five or six years like some of them right yeah. you got to split it four ways it's impressive you know. because he looks like the arse end of a bus as well and I don't mean that in like a mean way but he, <laughs> he ain't <laughs> a young Elvis is he sounds, you know what I mean sounds like, quite, sounds like, quite mean you know, <laughs> no but he's you know he, he, he's no, not it, it, it doesn't make any sense yeah it doesn't and, make any sense how he's become I, so big and it, that's it what does I like. though that's it, what I like I like the fact that it makes sense in this market and this age I think it makes it's exactly what would work well I think it gives you a a bit of hope if like you are just some scruffy kid with a guitar that you're thinking well I'm never going to get a record deal because I don't look like fucking Robbie Williams or whatever do you know Mm. what I mean you you know but this dude's now the biggest recording artist in the world arguably and like and it was weird because but it is all neatly packaged isn't it do you know what I mean it's just Ed with a guitar there's no there's no chaos with Ed is there Uh, so there's nothing it you know, could be called Disney's Ed Sheeran, couldn't it? Yeah, it could, like yeah. years to come. Who knows, man? Who knows yeah. where the industry's going? Yeah. Perhaps there will there will yeah. be yeah. shit yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it looks to me like Disney Disney presents Ed Sheeran. Yeah. I yeah. think there's also like I mean, we heard stories about there's turning points in people's careers yeah. where certain things, bits of luck, or bits of influence yeah. by Elton John or someone along those lines, can literally turn an artist who's doing nothing. Because he had his album, his first album was out. Mm. He wasn't doing anything. There was no radio plays. And then Radio 1 picked up on whatever, 18. Mm. And that was it. The meteoric rise Gosh. began. Because he had the songs to back mm. it up afterwards. Yeah. He had that one good song. Yeah. You know, with those kind of 
you know, ethereal kind of yeah. semi-emotive girls music, girls yeah. music girls that yeah. people were into, mm. and then he had other songs to back it up. Mm. You know, mm. um, yeah, he's definitely got talent. You don't, you can't, you can't maintain that. Look at all the stuff that's come out of things like the X Factor and that. They can't maintain it, can they? They can, they they get cookie cutted into this one song, this one record, and that's it. They it's all falling apart. He's obviously got chops and you know he works hard at what he I does play, it's yeah. yeah it's like not a it's not a diss of him it's just more of a it's just strange that that's what is at the top mm. in, in in terms of musicality for what we've got you know yeah the worry is like it's it's a bit of a chicken and egg though is it is it is it a, the state of society whereby they want that to be the figurehead of their musical movement yeah. or is it Society is like it is because that's at the figurehead yeah. of, a, of of the next musical mu- movement. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Who's who's running the show here? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I like to think that there's always room or space for a for a band to come in or whoever just to shake shit up a bit. Yeah. But nothing's everything's just kind of ironed out. There's no one's shaking the fucking. Mm. House we, we've down. had this conversation with anyone we've ever had on yeah. on this podcast that is a guest with him. You know, there's either been in the band or a DJ yeah. or or anyone that's been involved in music in whatever way shape or form it just constantly there, beca- there comes these common common of, themes of where it's where's mm. it going to go where are we going you know mm. and like what can you foresee another i mean we've had your arctic monkeys and things like that which caused a a, a ripple yeah but it wasn't an oasis it wasn't a punk it wasn't a smiths it wasn't a I'm trying to think, you know, Stone Rose, it wasn't Acid Ass. And uh, Have you been watching the, the thing, The Agony and the Ecstasy? Have you been watching that, no, that no, on, no. Um, on Sky? On? No. Um, Sky on Demand, if anyone's, you know, listening that wants to watch something that's quite interested about music, it's uh, it's all basically about, there was four parts, and it, and it, it basically just went in on, on how um, house music come about from the whereas parties and, and what become whereas music, house music, and Frankie Knuckles DJ in Chicago and Harry... Stuff went to Alfredo in Ibiza and then like um, Holloway and Brandon Block and all that went over to, to Ibiza and, and, and was like, fucking hell, this is amazing. We need to bring this back. And then it just, and it went right the way through to like your Steve Oakies or whatever you pronounce his name and like how they're getting paid like fucking million pound a gig and how it's, and, and you know, in Vegas playing EDM. And, and mm. it, when you see, I mean, it ain't my bag, but when you see it put like that, you just think, are these the new rock stars? He's Calvin mm. Harris, the rock star. Do you know what I mean? He's, is this what, yeah. what, what's, what, you know, that, that's going to cause a revolution now? Yeah. You know, EDM music, which is fucking awful, but, you know, it's... It's, it, it, it. it's our perception, though, right? Because yeah. we don't have that perception. We didn't grow up in it. There's areas I was liked just before EDM started coming in, so stuff like Boys Noise and stuff like that, I really liked. And then like you had the Guettas and, and Dead Mouse and stuff like that coming in, and I, I started falling out of love with it and that. But in terms of where's music going to go, it's just whether it's just our perception of it. Like There's all these kids listening to all this other stuff, and they're like, oh, it's all the rage, and they what love though? it. What though? I don't know. Like you, you, you take it into like the Americans, like the trap, drakey, sort of slowed down, sort of southern drawl, and that mumble. I, I don't really dig that but maybe they think that that's a huge explosion in 80 years 50 years time they'll be going oh this was the nuts and where did it all go I'm talking more I think it's roll. a shame yeah no I know I'll but tell, the, the thing you... is rock and roll is getting eaten up by mm. the hip hop by and, and by sort of like the dance music and by 
mainstream pop culture, which has always yeah. been there, but it's a bit more, yeah, bit more two-dimensional now. What we've all got to be careful of, and I do yeah. try and be, mm. is a uh, you know because every generation when the new music comes along, the old guard all yeah. go, that's a load of old exactly. shit. They were saying it about fucking Elvis Presley. So yeah. exactly. you've always got to have one eye on that. Yeah. But at the same time, even at those with those standards, I still think popular music, and like you say, there are there's loads of sub genres, yeah. cultures going on. Uh, uh, in fact there's more now than there was yesterday yeah, and there's course, ever yeah, been yeah. right but the, when it comes to like mainstream popular culture you know you go back whatever 15 years it was an amalgamation of the most popular subcultures around yes. that made the top 20 yeah now it's like the top 20 is a genre in, its, yeah, in itself exactly yeah, yeah, and and you, you know you, we, used, we were talking about this uh, about top of the pops top of the pops used to be this mad clash of all different vibes and genres and it was amazing. And now, like you're saying, like the top 20 is starting to almost homogenise. It's, it's, it's homogenising and becoming a bit more samey. Yeah. So it's, then, it's, it's, even, sorry, that's my worry. Yeah. Well, so even, so even if we're, you know, slightly conscious of us getting a bit older yeah. and going, oh, these kids' music. During the war. I still, even on those standards, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still think it sounds the fucking same. Mm-hmm. This, this top 20 pop, Genre, mm. like, you know, there's, there's like five producers out there mm. that kind of but that's the bottom dominate line. the whole fucking yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's business. Game. And when you were saying about is it a chicken and an egg, I think it's a bit of both, and it's money manip- manip- manipulates it all into the same thing. Well, that, I think is where it ends up going is that business takes over. Oh, that's definite because one of the things that springs to my mind is that, especially with bands and rock and roll, is the bands need time. You know, bands need a yeah. lot. You know, acts, artists need time to yeah. find themselves. They need maybe one, two, maybe three albums. You look at like you two had three albums, mm. and Ireland stuck with them when the first mm. two albums flopped, and they wrote Joshua Tree. Mm. And whatever you think of you two, it was a big album. Yeah. It's seminal to a lot of people. And there's ca- there's countless other other acts who've done the same thing. Problem is now that you know record labels don't invest really. I mean, apart from a very select lucky few who get the you, who get the money. But even then, if they don't sell a certain amount, there's no like, it's all done on the numbers. Did mm. they sell? They didn't sell. Get rid yeah. of them. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no like, oh, there's loads of potential here. We should give them give a number. Give them yeah. yeah. You know, uh, because everything's so business orientated, you know, so numbers driven. There's, yeah. People have stopped using their ears. Right, to right. and a hit single can you be know? a bane of your life because uh, you know, we, we know people who've done that and have been at number one and then they were having the worst time of their lives because their label's like, well, you, you just do, th- you do that again. Do who, that again. Who was the yeah. knobhead that won X Factor? The... Oh. The what, press turned what, what on. One? Fucking which one? All of them, <laughs> it? No, the press proper turned on him. Um, oh, Arthur. Uh, yeah, it James Arthur. Arthur. James yeah. Arthur. Yeah. James Arthur. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Then he disappeared and wrote a tune of his own, didn't he? And yeah. yeah. And I think that sold like fucking millions. Yeah, yeah no, he, well, he probably he rebelled from Psycho, yeah. didn't he? Because he wouldn't do what they wanted to do. Yeah. And then there was. I mean, you wonder how much of it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you don't yeah. know. But I've, you know, we've got a friend, the guys we've played with before who are out on tour with him at the moment. Yeah, you know, and I think he's one of them. You know, that every now and again, amongst all that bullshit, yeah. there is a genuine musical mm. person. Yeah. and I think he maybe you know, he just went down the wrong route by going on. Well, the other dude, he's, he's still fucking shit. Yeah, I don't. Really, I don't think I've really. <laughs> well, the other dude was was, was from Randalway. Wasn't he the one that won it? That Matt Cardle was an Essex boy, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. See, he was in a band called Seven Summers that used to sort of play a lot of me do's and that. And, uh, Were they any good? Not really. It was like just acoustic rock. But he did have a fuck-off voice. And like, But, you know, once you make that gamble... Oh, there's no coming back. There's no coming it's back. It's difficult, like, You signed your, you signed yeah. your um, credibility death. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. it's difficult. You know? 
And yeah. Good riddance, let's be honest. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Absolutely. All right, well, look, how long have we been going? We have been going for about 50 minutes. Okay. Um, so we can have a break now, or we could sneak another biscuit in. I don't think we should just save two biscuits for the final. <laughs> I think we should get three in the second half. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't know. Do unless, you unless you just want a, like, a casual biscuit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Well, we, do you know, we brought spares just in case. Hey, <laughs> see, there we go. So, I don't know. I want to throw one in there. Oh, All right, throw oh, one in. Go on in, go on in, mate. I'm going to go for the milk chocolate malted milk. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's not in your is fucking it, list, is it? No, it's it, not. No. It, these boys haven't had a milk chocolate malted milk. Well, I had After the date like, hour that they've already gone into. Have you? I don't know if you guys have heard of custard creams. The malted milk. <laughs> the malted milk's a good nan biscuit, isn't it? It's, it's an old school yeah. nan biscuit. Yeah, it reminds me of being younger. So yeah, it's awful, almost like a, a rusk or something. Yeah, isn't? yeah. Oh, rusk. That's all good, mate. I'll have a. I'm dipping. Have oh. another. You dipping? Dipping chocolate? Yeah. No, it's yeah, different. Yeah. You see, the light, you're not on both sides. You won't. You won't yeah. slip. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect traction. That means decent. Mm. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah, yeah. well decent, mate. I'm having yeah. that. Real yeah. good. They remind me a little of. You know, cabbage do those. What were they? Like, what, the dying, animals. The animals. Yeah. Oh, hello. They were quite Moorish. Mm. I think mm. they're the same biscuit, aren't they? They mm. taste like the same biscuit. Very cl- clever. <laughs> yep. Similar. What are you saying? Same ingredients, then, is it? Yeah, I'm just in the shape of a dinosaur. You know? Ah, right. Mm. <laughs> well, I want to ask in the... the not, not at the moment, but we'll ask in a second, but obviously, I want to know what it's like being in a band with your mates for that amount of time, because that ain't always going to be easy. And so I want to dig in a little bit. and uh, do it. And... Um, also, I want to talk about. Sounds like you want to split them up, mate. You're going to start stirring <laughs> shit up. Yeah, 21 years, mate. Nothing going to touch us. <laughs> We've seen it all. Yeah, we'll come here for a cup of tea. <laughs> it's all over. Ring your. But yeah, and obviously, I want to talk about what it's like being a family of your brother. You know, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's pretty crazy. And obviously, you know, it's quite. You know, look, look at the Gallaghers. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not all plain sailing, is oh, it? Yeah. You know. And I'm not expecting you to start slagging off your brother, but like, you know, oh, no, in... get ready. <laughs> but um, no, I just want to like, <laughs> because it's weird. Because like when I was speaking to Ollie, they were together for like fucking 17 years. They mm. grew up together, and like, and it's a weird thing because I've been in two bands, one with two twins in it, and and it's a weird dynamic, especially when you have to throw one of the twins out of that band. <laughs> That's quite hard. Did you? I'd, I'd yeah, find yeah. that quite simple. Did you uh, fuck both of them or just one of them? Uh, they were fellas. Oh, okay. Uh, but um, did you fuck both of them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, question uh, still stands. Answer the, <laughs> answer the question, Stu. <laughs> but um, but yeah, and, uh, and 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 just obviously, um, you've had a, a variety of um, management and stuff like that that mm-hmm. you know that we can talk about hopefully. Yeah, uh, man. And. Um, and and yeah, and, and obviously uh, let, let, I'll tell you. Let's finish on a, on a on a, a big high as well, which was um, I think well, two two things. Um, I introduced you guys to Jay from the In Between Us, didn't I? You did, and um, and he directed one of your videos, didn't he? He did, um, right. with my my ugly melons in it for about yeah. two seconds. <laughs> um, but um, you played his wedding, didn't you? And that was a good day, wasn't it? It was a good day, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All the way up in um, yeah, Scotland. Yeah, it was Edinburgh. beautiful, beautiful yeah. castle. I mean, was it Edinburgh or Glasgow? Yeah, no, Edinburgh, remember. yeah. Um, no, that was a cracking day. Cracking day. I remember we were sitting up with them um, and we played the oh, gig. Yeah, Everyone yeah. had a great time. Yeah. Um, 
Craddock. Was it Craddock's missus who was making all the noise? Yeah, yeah. And then afterwards, we were sitting, after everything had gone down, we were in the big sort of, the castle house, me, Rick and Mitch. Because Steve, Steve Craddock and Simon yeah, from yeah. Ocean Colour Scene played as well, didn't yeah, they? They played right. a few I remember tunes. Simon so. turned up in jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they were, <laughs> they were <laughs> smashed drunk. Absolutely. But it was yeah, great. yeah. Um, but we were sitting up just talking to the two writers of the Inbetweeners, yeah, and they had us in absolute stitches. No, I didn't, you know, I didn't, re- I didn't know anything really that much about. Yeah, you know, I knew the Inbetweeners, yeah. but I didn't know like the story of the guys behind it. Yeah, two oh, funniest mate. guys, man. Yeah, what's, what's, what are they called? The the porter, the, the night porter. We had this old night porter. It must have been like seventy, you know, yeah. big sort of brandy cabinet. I mean, it was well old school, yeah. well regal, wasn't it? Loved it. No. And uh, he would just stand there and say, "What would it be, sir?" And you'd say, "I'll have a single malt," you know, and he'd go away and get you these. Like whiskey or whatever, old crystal glasses. Really, in the, in the most, you know, it looked like fucking a room in like Buckingham Palace. Really, it's like, like being like in Downton Abbey or something. I was in a travel lodge, you come. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was fucking. It was a yeah, great. It was I was great up to like four in the morning with, yeah, a, with the writers, and they were fucking like, yeah, they had us in. Where, where they writers from? Then Damon's from Stamford. Oh, why? I know one oh, of them said he was in yeah. LA now, wasn't he? But yeah, I didn't. I yeah, I mean, I haven't seen him since. You know, yeah, just in stitches that night. Yeah, I remember, remember Bossy's name was there. Daddy Dyer. Daddy Dyer was there. Oh, mate. He had a and, um, I've never... Well, can you remember the wedding got... Um, <laughs> we all got evacuated, didn't we? Can you remember someone let the fire alarm off in the middle of the, the, the wedding? That's can you remember right. this in the I evening? And we all got told to go outside <laughs> oh, for like a fire um, alarm thing. And then when we come back in... Danny Dyer's missus weren't accountable for. And when we come back in, she was just behind the bar. She was smashed and she was just pulling fucking drinks for everyone. She was it fucking carnage. Yeah. What was when, the one in the yeah. service? So when, we, when we got there, it was, yeah, it was during the service. And we're like, that's fucking Danny Dyer. Don't look. And uh, anyway, about half hour later, one of us has gone to the loo. And he's come out, he's gone, fucking hell, Deezer. He goes, don't go in there, I've just done a massive pony. <laughs> <laughs> this well, is like, in the middle of the wedding ceremony. He was on your <laughs> table, wasn't he? That's yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. his stitches. Oh. Yeah, because yeah, um, we were asking about all the fucking terrible TV programmes he's made. He went, bought me an house, mate. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, fair point. <laughs> right. yeah. Right, that whole wedding, we, we, I'm sure we'll mention, as we have in many a podcast, Mark Watts was on my table. And, oh. and, and Mark <laughs> runs a studio much like yourself, and he's, he's, he's a character, isn't he? Right. He is. And, He's uh, a gift for us all, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, mate, yeah. But um, your then manager, Bobby, who I'm sure we'll mention later, um, was on your table sitting next to Danny Dyer. And Mark was like, fucking hell. Right. So he got his missus' phone and put Bobby's number on it. And throughout the whole of the service was just ringing Bob's phone. <laughs> and Bob just kept taking it out of his pocket. And when he went like that, Mark had hang up. <laughs> <laughs> on the next table and he must have done it about oh, 20 mate, times <laughs> oh, fucking love that man oh brilliant alright well look let's, let's have a quick break for a piss and then um, we'll come back with um, the final three biscuits and um, and yeah and, yes. um, and we'll, we'll, we'll thank you again lads for coming yeah, thank on you. Uh, thanks very much for having us okay we'll catch you in a bit let's do it so literally like it was just it was like the sort of tip and he was just nudging it and nudging it and nudging it. And I was like... Did it ever go in? Well, yeah, this is the thing. It was like, it was just on the edge. And I was just like, what is he doing? Really what just is he push doing? It in what there. is he... <laughs> oh. And I was like, oh my God. Heaven. And like, literally, full nine inches of cold steel, just straight <laughs> in. Taste the rainbow. It, it, it really was, mate. It really was. But um, oh, anyway, sh- look, we've got to do the... Um, the mate, I've accidentally started recording. Right, um, Stu, um, Stu, 76, can you 
just delete that. Just obviously. cut that bit out, buddy. Welcome back to um, Hardcore Listening yeah, with um, Roy Tarmac and The Dangerous uh, Loner, <laughs> the one and only, and Craig Gleason, everybody's favourite serial killer. Um, yeah, uh, hopefully you fucking love that because mm-hmm. it's the shit. Um, just fucking smashing boys. Um, <laughs> was we? No, he wasn't smashing boys. Um, smashing lads. No, he wasn't doing that no, either. No, no, just um, a great bunch of lads. Yeah. That we fucked. <laughs> That's like that. You great. sound like some kind of scat leader from the 80s. Um, yeah. Um, you Mitch look and, like one. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch and Dan, um, fucking blinders, aren't they? Absolute blinders. And yeah, we know... Already, you're probably going, fuck that, it's a fucking shit biscuit. Why ain't that a fucking rich tea, blah, blah, blah. Tweet us, get involved, Tell start banging about on about your fucking biscuit. Gives you, gives you crisp Yeah, thoughts. don't start screaming at your speakers, you stupid slags. No. Like, tweet well, us. Also, we're probably now, it's the end of part one, right? Yep. We're probably slicking, slipping a little milk tune now. Ooh. Milky, milky. Milk might. <laughs>
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.